Welcome to the Fod Eater Fod Pass. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Froth here with the Thought Eater Podcast. Wednesday means one thing around here, and that is the Hump Day Blogorama. So I'm going to be talking about cool stuff spotted on RPG blogs throughout the week. I've been uh, scouring for you guys, highlighting stuff in my email, setting aside cool stuff to talk about. Um, as I mentioned last time, now on the Thought Eater blog, frothsoftdnd.blogspot.com, I'm doing a little companion post that'll have all the links to everything I talk about, so it's easy for you to check it out. Um, I got a lot of good feedback from uh, last episode. I had some emails and uh, some people messaged me and stuff. Uh, I'm thrilled that people are enjoying it. And I also got a couple messages from uh, the OSR Anchorites. And uh, I'm going to share those right now. Hey, Froth. Frank T. here. Really enjoying the Hump Day Blogorama. It's... Uh, a great addition to my daily commute. I really look forward to it as well with the demise of Google plus. I don't really have a great sort of aggregator of news and blogs that are, you know, kind of must watch or must see. And I think you're doing a great job at that. I think it's a niche that really needed to be filled. And I really appreciate you doing that. I can't wait to hear more. That was Frank Turfler from Frank T's Liner Notes. And uh, man, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying it. it makes me feel good. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to talk about it more later, but... <clears throat> Google Plus uh, took the place of a lot of blogs for uh, a lot of people, myself included. And uh, so that is awesome that you're enjoying it. If y'all don't know, Frank is like a renaissance man. He does the Frank T. liner notes. Um, but he's also a really talented cartographer. Um, he's got a Patreon and I always talk about maps first. So uh, if you're looking at the blog, I put up a link to, up to his Patreon there. He's got a lot of cool tiers. Um, I just backed it recently, actually, after taking a look at it. I had always noticed his uh, free map Fridays that he would put up, you know, where you can go and download a free map or two and always like the style because it's not all just fantasy. There was some stuff you could use for different uh, genres of games. But uh, having a look at the awesome stuff going on there, I backed it quickly. And you might want to check it out and do the same. So, really appreciate that, Frank. Thank you. Hey, Froth, Spiper here. Yeah, man, I don't know what happened to that message. I was like halfway through listening to your show, so I don't know if it's anything to do with that, but what a show, bro, man. You really hit it out of the park there. Uh, just, no wonder you was tired after you finished it. Just so much content. The Star Frontiers, that awesome... Um, D20 with the campaign map on it. Uh, oh, what else? Oh, yeah, and you even got round into talking about fighting fantasy, which is one of my loves, and I'm watching that Troika quite closely. Uh, I backed the second edition, but he's a bit 
bit slow getting that out. And uh, oh, what was it? Something else. Oh, it's just too much to remember, man. Wicked, wicked episode. I'm really enjoying your, your hump day, cast. Brilliant idea and kind of save, saves me getting at it, you know. Anyway, keep up the good work, man. Catch you later. And how could I forget the Dyson Logos Monster Manual uh, that you talked about? I've heard, I'd heard nothing about this. Really like Dyson stuff. But this idea of kind of like taking apart a monster manual and kind of drawing into it and taking notes and everything, just awesome. And it set my brain going along uh, a similar idea of this idea of like exploding books. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, maybe watch this space for that one. It, it ties in with a kind of the way I work on a few things. Anyway. Sorry for the mystery, but I can't be talking about my creative projects before they're all actually born. I was calling there from the Spike Pit podcast, and I know I'm not alone uh, amongst the OSR anchorites here on Anchor. Uh, when you see that Colin has left you a message, you just get a good feeling because, I mean, what a nice, supportive person um, you are, and, uh, I love your podcast. I love your perspective on things and, uh, it makes me feel good to know that you enjoyed it. And, you know, as far as the Dyson monster manual stuff goes, my God, uh, Dyson has another post up already. So if y'all haven't checked that out, you can go back to last week or go to the blog and, and then definitely bookmark that and make sure you're checking that out. Cause I, Dyson already put up a, a second picture and the stuff's just incredible. So yeah, uh, it'd be cool to see what you do with it too. Uh, so if you're going to do something, I'm definitely be checking that out. So much appreciated. I'm glad you're enjoying it. All right. So if you've listened to, uh, the hump day bloggerama show before, you know, I always lead with the map. So talk about cool cartography that I've spotted around basically because I, have a real problem i'm addicted to them uh always downloading them too many but um uh, anyway some cool stuff this week uh first of all like i mentioned i put up a link to uh frank turfler's patreon there really good stuff uh you can go over there and download some of the stuff for free to check it out and uh see if it looks like a patreon you want to back um uh you know, lots of awesome stuff, not just maps, but uh, minis, paper crafts, sort of stuff and things like that. So be sure and check that out. Also, um, I came across this person um, on Twitter that runs the Blue Sword Games sites, bluesswordgames.com. And uh, their name is Kaora, uh, C-A-E-O-R-A. Anyway, over at bluesworddgames.com, this is a really talented cartographer, and uh, maps immediately caught my eye because uh, vibrant colors and a real cool style that um, is not so, what's the word, trying to look really exact and super technical. It's more of a kind of car cartoonish, kind of comic element to it that's really, uh, I found really attractive and awesome. Anyway, they put up... Uh, there's a number of free maps that you can download on there, including these ones, uh, awesome, 
uh, Sword Coast Forgotten Realms maps that uh, go season to season. You can download them with titles and without. I put one up on the blog. Um, I mean, that is an awesome campaign map to use if you're running 5e. A lot of the new modules, uh, adventure books, are set in the Sword Coast area. So that's one that I would be using for sure. So you might want to go check that out and then download some of the other stuff uh, and follow that person along because uh, that's a talent that I think you will probably end up seeing a lot more from uh, given the uh, skill there. And speaking of skill, <clears throat> Glenn Seal of Monkey Blood Design, really well known in uh, OSR circles um, for his work on uh, the Midderlands zone setting and uh, also awesome stuff for me. I love his stuff with uh, Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea. The maps and those modules and everything that he's done are, are top-notch. And um, he put up this really cool um, post about this uh, work-in-progress map that he's working on called the City of Great London. And his stuff is kind of based, like a, I guess, like an alternate England. So it's London, but it's L-U-N-D-E-N. Anyway, his site is monkeybloodesign.co.uk. And what was cool about this post is that uh, he talks about it's the most ambitious thing he's ever worked on. And it's showing the behind the scenes of how he's working on the London map. And so you really see all the skill and time and effort and work that goes into putting something together like that. And it was even showing the sewer maps that he's doing uh, and the different kind of layers of the... And it's, the project looks like it's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be one of a future uh, Midderlands supplement. So if you really want to see a master at work and how they put it together and everything, go over to uh, monkeybloodesign.co.uk and see what Glenn is doing with the City of Great London. One awesome thing about RPG blogs is that they help you get information really about how to run games or how other people are running games and figure things out, um, you know, that you might not get from a rule book. And uh, Mo T, a.k.a. the Tabletop Bellhop, um, Mo is uh, really always been just a super nice person. Every any kind of interaction uh, we've had together, and um, has played probably more games in the last you know six months than I've probably played in the last you know twenty years. Very very knowledgeable, not just about uh, role playing games, but card games, board games everything else has a blog over at tabletopbellhop.com um podcasts very active on social media and everything um anyway mo put up this great great post i thought was so useful and helpful that i wanted to share it it's called bad rule book no problem ask the bellhop and it goes into detail about you know how certain games will have a really crappy rule book that's maybe poorly edited, needs errata, uh, and just doesn't, things don't make sense or whatever. And that's just not just for RPGs, but for board games, whatever. And um, puts together this really great um, answer with links to uh, see videos of how different people run through games, um, 
resources that you can help somebody if you're stuck on something, finding player aids, rule sub- summaries, um, looking at f- frequently asked questions, updated rule books, apps. I mean, it's a extremely well thought out, well put together post that is just so uh, helpful. And it's really just something you could, you know, read or bookmark and have. And if you ever run into an issue where uh, Mo mentions the uh, Shadow Run beginner box, is apparently uh, uh, has the information presented in the wrong order and missing and incomplete information, which sucks because I kind of like the idea of maybe trying Shadowrun. It's not something I've played before, and uh, I like the look, the graphic design of the Catalyst uh, Game Lab stuff for that, and I thought maybe the beginner box would be something worth checking out because I think it's only like around 20 bucks or something like that, but hearing this kind of uh, made me not... You know, maybe I'll just try to find a book used or something. But anyway, um, it's just a really well thought out, super helpful post that I think would be helpful uh, no matter what you play, whether you even play RPGs, whether you're more a board game person or whatever else. So if you want to see how um, how a blogger really puts together a great, helpful post for someone that uh, may need it, uh, you go over there to the tabletop bellhop dot com and check out Mo's stuff there on um, bad rule books. Something else I wanted to point out over at dungeonspossums.blogspot.com, just like it sounds, uh, Dungeons and Possums is the uh, alias used uh, by this feral possum that, despite uh, you know being a rabid feral possum, it's very kind and uh, does a lot of retweeting on Twitter, supporting people and, and everything. And anyway, this possum has done an awesome uh, series over the week highlighting the uh, Hydra Cooperative. And so I wanted to bring it up since I talked about Hydra Cooperative last week. I talked about Chris Katulik and uh, Trey Causey's blogs and stuff. And uh, so the possum has done um, a series of interviews with different members, uh, reviews of different Hill Canton's books and everything. So, um, you know, I really think, uh, you know, the Hydra Cooperative stuff is, uh, outstanding and the aesthetic of it, the look of it, the kind of the whimsical, maybe not that whimsical, almost psychedelic, just kind of different feel of it. Um, is really appealing and then I love the also the uh the clever use of graphic design with like uh, I'm going to mispronounce it because it's not in front of me but it's like the Mad Morgan Stern Morgan Stern or whatever uh adventure if you've never seen that it's kind of designed like a late 60s early 70s comic book um just you know I just see something like that I'm gonna you know and I'm getting the wallet out. <laughs> so, uh, also this As the Earth Digest is like a 5e kind of zine, but again, it's got the comic feel. That stuff I really love. Um, so if you don't know much, you know, I didn't know too much about how they got together and, and all that kind of thing. So if you're curious about that, want to read some interviews and, uh, get an overview of some of the books, I would definitely head, head over to dungeonspossums.blogspot.com. 
I just put that up as a link because it's so many different kind of articles. So if you just kind of click on the first one, you'll see more and more, you know, uh, the possum's done a good job of linking it, linking you through it. So you can spend some time over there and read it and maybe learn some stuff you didn't know about some cool creators. All right. So this is something that's really cool. Um, that I think a lot of people will love, um, especially if you're into pulp stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of pulp games out there and pulp novelists were huge influences on, um, you know, definitely the early creators of tabletop role play games, if not, you know, many throughout the history of, of RPGs. But, um, Anyway, you go over to Webometer, it's W-E-B-O-M-A-T-O-R.com, Webometer.com. This person's name is Bradley Schenk, and absolutely insanely talented uh, graphic artist. They've got uh, books that they've done, art, stories, uh, posters, t-shirts, coffee, coffee mugs, all kinds of stuff, and it's all this kind of mad science, pulp era, you know, aesthetic to it. So that's really cool. But what I wanted to point out in particular is they have this thing called the Pulpomizer. And this is a generator by which you can make your own pulp novel covers. And I put one that I made up over at my blog, if you want to see the kind of thing you can do with it. Uh, Tales from the Planets of Terror. The Froth from Planet Venus. A psionic platypus, hell-bent on world domination. Uh, but you can spend some time with this. It's it's not uh, it's not just kind of like a click thing and it's done. It's actually got um, some detail of what you can do with it. And uh, I thought it was really fun. So if you're into pulp and want to make your own pulp novel cover, uh, who knows, you might be able to make something that you could use with your game or uh, things like that. The other, it had another generator that I liked too, uh, the Titalotron, and this it just will randomly uh, make different um, pulp sci-fi titles for you, like Master of the Hovercar of the Enigma Scope, the Quivering Raygun of the Earth's Core. Uh, let's see another one. The Gleaming Sentry of Io. Uh, the fleet that shrank the plant men. You can see where the random elements coming into it. They don't. They're not all going to be hits, but gray bills, unlicensed balloonists. Anyway, the library of the foul historian. So that's a pretty cool generator. Uh, more, you know, there's more good ones than than bad ones, which is kind of unusual for something like that. But anyway, you can go here and play with this stuff. Uh, I would definitely get over and play with the Pulpomizer. Make your own cover. Uh, make something fun and put it up there. You know, put it out there or, or whatever. Use it in your game if you have an idea for it. So check that out. In the year 1987, NASA launched the last of America's deep space probes. Aboard this compact starship, a lone astronaut, Captain William Buck Rogers, was to experience cosmic forces beyond all comprehension. In a freak mishap, his life support systems were frozen by temperatures beyond imagination. 
Ranger 3 was blown out of its planned trajectory into an orbit 1,000 times more vast. An orbit which was to return Buck Rogers to Earth 500 years later. Oh, yeah. Who didn't love watching Buck Rogers when they were younger? Uh, I know I did. Seems like it came on Sunday night. Uh, could be wrong, but I think it was Sunday night because I think there was also uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not show, which was my absolute favorite, favorite can't-miss show, uh, maybe of all time. I absolutely love that, with Jack Palance on there. Believe it or not. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Buck Rogers. Weird history in uh, RPGs for Buck Rogers. Um, Lorraine Williams, who's most... Uh, well, she's famous for two things. Uh, basically running to, you know, one of the people at least that ran TSR into the ground. Um, and also for basically for helping force Gygax out of the, uh, out of the company. So not really popular, uh, I guess, in uh, gaming circles to be honest, but, uh, but anyway, uh, her grandfather um, kind of owned the rights to Buck Rogers. So she was always trying to force kind of, this is the way I perceive it at least, kind of force it. Hey, what about Buck Rogers? You know, how about some, we're looking for a new game. Have you tried Buck Rogers? Like kind of forcing Buck Rogers into into role-playing games. Uh, not that it's a bad idea. It's just, uh, it just seems like it was always like, Hey, let's try a little Buck Rogers over here or something like that. But anyway, um, uh, over at Trey Cossie's blog, sorcererskull.blogspot.com. Uh, Trey put up a cool overview this week called high adventure cliffhangers, Buck Rogers adventure game. And this is not the first TSR game. Uh, Buck Rogers, twenty, you know, twenty fifth century. This is Buck, the second Buck Rogers game, uh, which is even more obscure. So one of the cool things about blogs, obviously, is they keep, old, you know, I've said this before, they keep old games alive, even forgotten games that never found an audience. They've, you know, somebody out there liked them, and so someone's posting about them, and uh, so this was really cool if. if I haven't so much as glanced this game, to be honest. Uh, I might have a PDF laying around that I might check out again, though, after this, because he uh, goes into detail about the mechanics. It's like this kind of uh, dice pool system, and um, it sounds relatively, you know, rules light and easy to use. Um, and uh, so, anyway, if you played that game, uh, Buck Rogers Adventure Game, you can go over there and join the conversation over at sorcererskull.blogspot.com, um, or if you just want to reminisce about Buck Rogers, you can go over to YouTube and check out some of that stuff, and, uh, relive a little bit of your youth.
Something that blogs are great at is uh, giving people a platform to share their own, you know, hacks, twists on things, house rules, and stuff like that. Now, I gotta confess that I'm not big on. I'm typically not big on reading different people's house rules and things like that, just because I think after a certain amount of time, I think most GMs have kind of found the way they like to do things in a lot of ways. And then some of it's just kind of, you know, I was listening to uh, Rob C's Down in a Heap podcast, uh, which I really enjoy. And he said something he was talking about character backgrounds that stuck with me is like no one wants to no one wants to hear about your character it's like telling somebody about your uh fantasy football team you know (laughs) and uh anyway that made me laugh but it's kind of like how i am about house rules it's like i don't really it's just not something that that i'm into reading a lot of you know it's just and just because so many times it's just something that you would never do you know and uh but anyway i digress completely uh blogs oftentimes you know can give you know people use them as a platform to share that sort of thing and then you know sometimes i get surprised by how much i really like something and this week there were a couple things that i really did like uh one in particular that i want to talk about i don't remember going to this blog before but uh, it's on my blog roll now roseandkingfisher.blogspot.com roseandkingfisher.blogspot.com this is Ezra Bloom's blog put up a great post uh wonderful post actually called bard spells and now i think with bards this might just be anecdotal but in my experience you're either someone that like really likes the bards or you never want to you know never play a bard I'm of the never play a bard, like never could qualify for one back in the day, really. But um, I just don't like the modern mechanics of it. Uh, I think I built a fourth edition scald bard once just to build one, but I never played it. But I never played one in um, Pathfinder or any of the third edition. I never played uh haven't even honestly read the mechanics of the 5e bard or like read one thing and just kind of skipped to something more that i like um but then other people are like all about the bard and just want to play a bard so i i don't know if that's true for everyone else but it seems like there's some weird thing where you either love it or hate it but that's could just be like i say just my experience but Ezra goes a long way in making me actually like the bard because this is just a really cool twist. It says, do bards really know what they're doing? Do they even 100% know they're doing magic? Uh, I mean, being around them is magical. So so the idea is that bards don't really cast spells or use magic. Magic is just something that happens around them, sometimes in response to their art, sometimes because the whims of fate just smiles upon them. And this is so cool. It goes through a list of the first level bard spells and gives uh, a little blurb about how that works if you just make it to where the bard literally is not even thinking about doing magic it's just kind of magic surrounds them so for curing wounds it's got oh see it's just a scratch you'll live to fight another day old chap so you just picture like the bard just saying something like that and it just makes the 
whatever the person on the ground wounded just feel like oh, you know i do feel a little bit better um and uh let's see what some of the other funny ones oh charm person i love this being around a bard is kind of like this anyway. Might accidentally cast this on someone you're just trying to talk to. So like the bard's got so much charisma and just inherent magic that they end up casting charmed person without even realizing it. And uh, so it's got some really cool ideas like that. Um, and I just love that perspective. It's something that never occurred to me before. I could absolutely now see myself playing a bard that's just this person that's just... Uh, surrounded by this kind of magic, this kind of luck, this kind of stuff that happens, and they don't even realize it. I think that would actually be kind of a fun character. So um, it shows you the power of blogs if someone can actually make me like a bard. Uh, that's remarkable. <laughs> so anyway, go over to rose and kingfisher.blogspot.com and check that out. Also over at BX Black Razor. Dot blogspot.com um this person actually they've been around a while uh jb um because i remember these books um that jb wrote the bx companion being one of them it seems like that was a really early kind of osr book i don't know if i'm remembering it right but it seemed like that one was out uh, a long time ago um but anyway over at BX Black Razor, JB put up a post called Howardian Healing. And so this is kind of uh, based on Robert E. Howard, Conan kind of stuff. But the idea is um, if you don't have clerics in your game or you don't want to have healing magic and getting rid of healing potions being accessible and you know clerics don't fit your campaign or whatever um puts in uh kind of talks about these alternate rules that are in some of the tsr uh conan modules so it's got things uh ideas like characters healing a hit point a day regardless of rest um characters that really do rest in comfortable surroundings kind of have a higher you know heal faster and um and that sort of thing so it's just kind of I thought this was interesting if you do strip kind of magical healing out of the game or uh, just don't don't like having the flavor of clerics or priests in, the, in a campaign. These are just some alternate healing rules that kind of based around Conan, uh, the Howardian healing uh, that I thought was worth a look. Something you can just kind of read through pretty quick, put it in your memory banks, and then maybe in a campaign down the line you might want to use it. So... Go over to bxblackrazor.blogspot.com and check that out. All right, so the last thing I want to talk about is, uh, and Frank Turfler kind of got into this a little bit at the beginning of the episode, but anyway, you know, Google Plus is going away, and you might not even know what Google Plus was or is because it never caught on with the general public in any sense, shape, or fashion, but it certainly did with people in the role-playing games, and Basically, for me, and I think for many other people, it kind of took away, you know, it replaced uh, paying a lot of attention to blogs. Because the whole way I found out about Google Plus myself was from people mentioning it on blogs. Uh, when I joined Google Plus, the first thing I did was start following different bloggers that I was already following. 
And um, as opposed to like Twitter or something super impersonal like Reddit uh, or something super fast moving like a Discord chat, it really allowed people or something like you wouldn't want to use for gaming like myself, like Facebook. Like I joined a couple of gaming things, but I mainly it's mainly, you know, old friends and a few work people. It's just not kind of a conducive uh, environment to talk about my hobbies in, you know, as much as I'd like to. Um, so anyway, what, the great thing about Google Plus was it kind of set up to where everybody was blogging on there because you could write long form posts so you get you know almost immediate feedback and so a lot of people kind of not completely abandoned their blogs but just were basically doing what they would have been doing on a blog on google plus and if they weren't they were linking to a blog so there were a couple of years there for me where i think one year i only blogged once like in the heyday of my google plus uh, time and there was maybe another year where I just did like, you know, two or three posts, something like that. Because you're really just blogging the whole time anyway. Uh, well, that's not the case anymore. So uh, I've blogged more the last few months than I have in years. And it seems like a lot of other people are doing that too. And so kind of Frank mentioned uh, with Google Plus going away and not being able to keep, kind of keep up with the news and or thinking about that. So I got... I started thinking about it and I thought I would share some different sources and stuff that I use to look for blogs to prepare for this and maybe it's stuff that if you're listening out there maybe you're somebody that's just kind of getting in the hobby a little bit and a little overwhelmed by the blogs or don't know where to look don't know where to start that kind of thing so I thought I'd give some tips they might seem a little bit simple but uh, I hope that they're helpful all right, so first thing I would say, and again, this might sound really obvious to somebody, but I'm going to say it anyway because I think it's really good advice, is if you're at a blog that you really like, go and check out their blog role, and that, that's where they'll have other blogs they, link, they enjoy and they link to on their site. And this is a great way to kind of keep in the ballpark of what you're enjoying already. Um... And the other thing that's about it is if you're searching out, say, a game that maybe is not super popular or it's a game that you're just now getting into, something like that, and you're kind of not knowing where, where to turn for resources, like say if you're just starting to get into Savage Worlds and you end up on a Savage Worlds blog, well, you look at that blog roll and there's a good chance you're going to see a lot of other Savage Worlds blogs. And it can be, it's kind of like the old web rings from back in the day. <laughs> Back in the Stone Age now, it seems like, but it's that sort of thing. So if you're looking at a really obscure game or you're looking at a genre like I mentioned Pulp earlier and talking about the Webometer, you know, there's a couple links on the Webometer that took me to some really neat, you know, Pulp kind of sci-fi, even, you know, 50s uh, schlock kind of stuff. Point is, check out blog rolls. Um... They can help you really stay in a targeted area, I guess is what I'm saying. Also, not to toot my own horn, but you can go over to frothsoftdnd.blogspot.com and uh, I've I've been building this blog role for years and I haven't stopped yet. And it's almost 400 blogs at this point. But um, one thing 
I would say about it is uh, this may be a little bit different than some sites is I've still got all these blogs up that have been dead for like, you know, six years. So if you go and they're still really good, like uh, I th think the first thing that would come to anybody's mind would be Grognardia. I mean, that will always be great reading. So you can scroll down that enormous, enormous list. It's almost like a tail. Uh, my blog has grown a tail, but... Um, you might just see some blogs on there that uh, you haven't thought about in a while that you don't necessarily see everywhere else. Um, now, if you if you have like a RSS feed reader or you know like Feedly or Eno Reader or something like that, uh, I put up a link to Ramanan's amazing uh, OSR OPML file over at Save versus Tart. Uh, save versus total party kill grab that link um, over on the blog basically it's this file I won't pretend to know how it works but it, it helps aggregate different blog feeds into your reader so if you're in OSR you can get like something like just nearly 300 blogs uh, you can import that into a you know free program and just have it all in one place um, and with a you know couple clicks so that's really cool also, uh, Alex Schroeder um, has done something really good for the community over at campaignwiki.org. Um, they put up, if you don't want to use a reader or whatever, and just would rather bookmark a website that kind of automatically brings you a bunch of cool blog stuff, um, they have two options, campaignwiki.org forward slash OSR. And then also, if you're not, if you're listening to this and OSR is not necessarily your thing, or you're just really into, you really enjoy other games too, or whatever it is, um, you know, Powered by the Apocalypse type games or other indie games, well, you go to campaignwiki.org forward slash indie, and that is bringing a whole different kind of genre group of bloggers into that aggregator and so you can read that there so those are two really good options if you don't want to use the reader on uh, your your phone and would rather just go to a website and check that out now you might not want to go to the mass group of blog option you might just want to look for a couple of specific things and be done with it maybe just have a couple you know, or just be trying to target something more specifically. Or I know that on the, uh, for example, that OSR OPML file, there, there are some that come up. You know, I'm not going to dog on anybody's stuff. It's just not, it's not things that interest me. So I'm kind of, you know, you might scroll through until you see something that does. Well, if you want to have a better, you know, really focus on finding something in particular that you might like, I put up to. Uh, Google Docs um, that I, I don't know exactly who originally put them up, but one um, one is for OSR blogs, and that's it. Seems like that's what was the basis for the OPML file. Although some of the files, some of the names are a little bit different. But if you just wanted to look at a list of a lot of those and maybe just pick out a couple, you can do that. And then there's a non-OSR game blog list that uh, seems to be different from the indie one that I mentioned. But if you want to look at that, that's another great way to just kind of a la carte, pick out a few things, or just see a lot of blogs that you maybe never heard of. I know I'm giving you all a lot here, but this is this is how I, I look for stuff. But 
So uh, if you're looking to build a blog role or find a lot of cool blogs, you know, this is what I would suggest. The other thing that I'll always mention is uh, over at dreamsofmythicfantasy.blogspot.com, James Smith does, uh, if you're into OSR games, every week James puts up uh, the OSR news of the week. And um, in addition to linking some cool blog stuff, you'll also get um, all the latest releases with links, new Kickstarters, um, all kinds of other stuff like that. And uh, I know how much... I mean, this is fun. This isn't work, but I know how much it takes to just kind of put this little thing together. And when you look at the amazing amount of stuff that James puts in there, I mean, just copying and pasting all the links alone, much less searching it out, uh, it takes a lot. Um, so James has a Patreon, or I think it's just like three bucks a month. It's kind of just like a tip for doing that. And uh, I back that, and uh, I suggest anyone else is getting a lot out of that does it too, because uh, it's really valuable. But anyway, as far as like I was talking about finding cool blogs, um, that's another way that you can go. And if I just blog, if I just bookmarked one blog, right, it would be the Dreams of Mythic Fantasy just to get all that at one place. So I hope this stuff was helpful to you. All right, so that's what I've got for y'all this week. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. I definitely appreciate the feedback. I'm glad some people are liking to hear it. You know, the real deal, you know, I, the real stars, so to speak, of this show are absolutely the bloggers. Um, it's an amazing amount of content just every week. It's all, it's just amazing. Um, talent, ideas, memories of, you know, shining the spotlight on cool games, uh, you know, it's, um, it's a great hobby we've got here. I can tell you that. So, um, the bloggers are definitely the stars of the show, but, uh, still I'm glad and happy that some people are responding to, to what I'm doing. So if you got any comments, uh, what, whether it's on anchor or you want to email me, that's frothsoft, frothsof at gmail.com. We can connect on Twitter as well. I'm frothsoft on Twitter. And always check out my blog, frothsoftdnd.blogspot.com. I've got a few other series that I do over there, read-throughs of the uh, old RPGA polyhedron TSR newsletters. I'm also on weekends. I'm featuring uh Different cool, free, and pay-what-you-want, 5e, DMs, Guild stuff. Trying to highlight some of the people doing things over there. Um, this weekend, I should be back in my Night Below campaign. So, Sundays, I'll be back to uh, doing game recaps of that, if you enjoy that. And I'm going to try something different um, starting on Friday. I want to do more content on the podcast, but I don't want to do long things. I'm finding that even, you know, I try to listen to podcasts as much as I can. And I'm still missing out on cool stuff just from the OSR Anchorites, much less the whole wider podcast um, community of people doing gaming stuff. So I know that it's hard to find the time to listen to something. So I really appreciate people listening to this and so I'm going to just try something different on Fridays. I'm going to call it five minute Fridays and I will just be doing short five minute or less kind of just little gaming thoughts, mini podcasts, I guess you could say. 
there's just a way to get more content out there and uh, just putting ideas out there and something that's easy to listen to that someone can just kind of click and be done with. And we'll see how that goes. You know, I'm still kind of new at this, trying to figure out, figure it out and figure out how I want to do it. But I'm going to give that a shot so you can check that out. Uh, I think that's all I've got to say. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, I will see you next time and I hope you have a great week.